Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to receive your word, to be blessed in your house. Thank you, Lord, for the chance to grow spiritually. Thank you, Lord, for the chance to go up because of your word. I pray for us, Lord, that we would understand the value of your great word in Jesus' name. Give us revelation. Take us one more step because of your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I shall not want Psalm 23. I shall not want. Amen. Well, I bring you greetings from South Africa. I was uh, with uh, a church in uh, Southern Africa, in Durban City, um, where we were invited to preach, and um, we ministered there for some days, and then we came to Pretoria, which is the administrative capital of South Africa, and uh, there our church is. We have two churches there. Both of them are very large, doing very well, hundreds of people. You should see it to believe it. I know it's difficult to believe, but as you travel one day, the Lord will show you. And then um, we had a shepherd's camp meeting. We had our church members from Swaziland. They came in buses from Swaziland and from Zimbabwe. Also, the pastors flew. So we had a delegation from Zimbabwe, Swaziland, and South Africa. And we had a good camp meeting, shepherd's camp in Southern Africa. Are you excited about that? And the work of God is spreading. More pastors and shepherds are being trained. And we thank the Lord for his great blessings and favor on the church. Can I have an amen? I want to continue on my series, I Shall Not Want. I want to move on to the next section of this great and important series. We have started, uh, we've been going on. Uh, The first section was uh, God is a provider. Is that not so? Uh, The next one is 20 ways by which God provides for you. Amen. Amen. And the next section under that was, you shall build a house. Is that not so? And the next section under that was, because, uh, you shall have food and raiment. Is that not so? And the next section was, because of the harvests. Amen. And today we are moving on to the sixth section of the series, I shall not want. Do you believe you shall not want? Amen. So, I shall not want is a very important series because it says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. 
he leads me by green pastures. He, and by the still waters, he restored my soul. Um, and what else? Huh? Leads me by the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Either I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I'll not be afraid, because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in Washington. Where? In the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, mercies shall follow me on my birthday, Easter, which days? All the days of my life. Amen. Amen. So we thank the Lord for his great blessing that he will provide. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Amen. So I have been teaching about I shall not want. And I want you all to sit up. Can you all sit up? No slouching. All right. And be ready for the word of God. Amen. Good. The next section of our very important series, I shall not want, is to, is on this process. I, I, I will tell you something. Anybody who takes this tape seriously will, will not want. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you really, 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 really believe that? If you take this seriously, you shall not want. Maybe one day I'll write a book I shall not want. Amen. If you take it seriously, you shall not want. Now, hey, your life is how long? But at least for the life you be around, you shall not want. Can I have a better amen? You shall not want for all the good things that the Lord has in store. So today we want to move on to the next session. I shall not want because of the anointing for wealth. Anointing for wealth. Do you want to know about that anointing? Anointing for wealth or the power of God for wealth. Creation. Amen. Now, are you there? So this section which we'll be doing for some time, is about the anointing for wealth. How many want to be poor? How many want to be wealthy? How many believe that it's a good thing to be wealthy? I'm going to preach wealthy wealth to you till you become wealthy. Look, let me tell you, you are very limited by what you think and how you think. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There's a lot to do with our lives that is up there. When they said a man, a human being cannot run a one mile in one minute. Uh, is it a four minutes or one minute? Four minutes. Nobody could run. Then, then, one person did it. Immediately after that, in the following year and years after, hundreds of people have run one mile in one minute. Is it? Uh, in four minutes. Is it that the human beings have changed or evolved? No. It's the mind, right? Uh, somebody said, you are giving the people hope. I'm giving hope. I intend to give you hope. 
That's why I'm teaching you. I could have called it because of anointing, but I'm saying the anointing for wealth. I'm talking specifically of an anointing or power that makes you wealthy. And I want you to be wealthy. I am predicting that you'll be wealthy in Jesus' name. I said, I'm predicting that you'll be wealthy in Jesus' name. I am telling you that God wants you to be wealthy in the name of Jesus. I am teaching you how to, how to, how to, how to, and why. Because I believe in it. It is God's will. Now, somebody said, ah, are you just giving hope? Listen, let me tell you the story of a, a mouse. Hey, who is nailing a kiosk to the wall? Anyway, are you there? What was I telling you? I was telling you a story about a mouse. They put a mouse in a dark room, right? No light at all. Even the under the doors, black, like when you are making a, uh, developing films to make in the photographs, okay? They put a mouse in a bucket of water, small mouse like that. And within... I'll put it in the water. Within one minute or so, it was dead. Swimming. It swam. After a minute, it drowned in a big water thing like that. Then they did the same experiment with a similar mouse. But this time, they made a small hole up there with some small light up there. And they put a mouse in the same water, in the same dark room, with a small light. The mouse swam for about two days without drowning. After two days, it drowned. The light that the mouse saw gave the mouse hope (laughs) and kept the mouse alive and kept the mouse swimming and gave the mouse Strength to survive 1,000 more times than a mouse without any hope. When I read of this experiment, I was amazed at the power of hope. That is why faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Who for the, who for the, the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set on the right hand. Hope keeps a man alive. Hope keeps us going towards something. It is said that many people die within the first two years of retirement. That's why I don't intend to retire. Because when they retire, they don't have anything to live for. There's no target anymore. There's nothing they are doing or building. You see, that thing that is before you keeps you going. It keeps you working. It keeps you having energy. So hope is a very powerful thing. So as I'm teaching you anointing for wealth, I am predicting that there are several of you who will be able to hold in a short time to come $1,000 like this. And you'll just be able to put it aside. It's not a problem for me. And you'll be able to just give it away. 
They say, be blessed. Easily. Receive it. One, two, three, four, five. In Jesus' name. Amen. I am predicting for you true wealth. You see, don't expect it to come overnight. During the last service, I was preaching about a woman called Atalia. She made herself the queen by killing everybody around. She lasted for only six years. She was replaced by a seven-year-old boy who doesn't know anything about economics or military, military advices or coup d'etat. So he was rather more stable at the age of seven because he came by the right way. He that hasted to be rich has an evil eye. So when you go into wealth in the wrong way, you don't even understand wealth. It destroys you. Wealth is a very wonderful thing. Many people who are wealthy don't even know what to do with their money. But if you came by wealth the right way, you know, when you are having a thing, you know how to use it. That is why I grow very wild when I see people destroying the church because or things that we have built because I know every step. You see the walls that are somebody, a lunatic, loony, loony, moon, lunar out of not normal on earth, came to break these walls. When we were building the, 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 the walls there, you can ask Johnson, the contractor, he's standing there. When we designed this uh, 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 fence, each one of those things you see there, that is, you know, the fence like that, is made up of concrete, okay? And we had to design, you have to get a carpenter to form, uh, what do you call it, on the floor, you get it, with plywood, to form that design. And then you have to get a steel bender and get steel and form it into that shape. And then get some special concrete with special stones which are small enough to, to cast on that. And then you have to put it there and it has to dry and cast it and prepare one after the other. We have to prepare. And some of them, when you finish doing them, they will break and you cannot use them. One are very expensive. And we take our time, one, two, three, four, like that, and then we put it there. You can ask how many times we've argued over this, over, about this wall. I mean, when we're, when we're building on it, so many meetings and so on to get the wall to work. And then a mad person just comes. Go and tell them I say that they are mad. Go and tell them. Go and tell them that I say that they are mad. If they are normal, they should come and explain. A normal person will do this. Even if you don't like the wall, there was a wall there before. Come and own the land. We have offered them that take the land. We don't like it again. Take it from here to here. Far. We will park. We will park on the road. Take the land. Why do you come and break it? Such a wonderful, crazy. Somebody said that apartheid has destroyed South Africa. Then independence has built Ghana. Hmm? Go and see South Africa and see what apartheid has done for it. 40 years. They have had apartheid for only 40 years. We have also had independence for only 40 years. The same amount of time we've had apartheid, the same amount of time we have had independence on the same continent. Careful now. When I say careful now, I say careful now. Careful now. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. You cannot understand it. But you see, this evening, when it's dark, don't forget, I'm giving you an assignment. How many will do my assignment? I'm going to give you an assignment. You just do the assignment in your house. How many will do it? Raise up your hand. This evening, come out of your, wherever your room is, and find the moon. Okay? Wherever the moon is. 
and stand on earth and look at the moon and decide to go there. <laughs> you see, and this is what this is what some people did though. They stood on earth and they said, Charlie, let's go there. And they did and did so many until they actually went there in 1969. Just for an adventure. Just to experiment. Just to see what is there. So what I'm trying to say is that don't, you see, when you tell somebody something you can do, he gradually works towards it. Until he, you find him achieving it or almost achieving it. And that's why I'm telling you that I'm teaching you that you shall not want. And I'm teaching you about anointing for wealth. Nobody should tell me I should preach about average. Or okay, be okay. I'm teaching you anointing for wealth. Careful. And you are going to experience wealth in your lifetime. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? How do you measure your wealth? I'm going to give you a way to measure your wealth. How many want to know my special formula given to you by your pastor on how to know how wealthy you are? Do you want to know that? Okay. You can know how wealthy you are, all right, by knowing how much you are able to give easily. Amen. I'll give you an example. If you are passing by the road and you are going to buy Kilewele, and the Kilewele is how much? 2,000, 3,000. How much is Kilewele? A granos 1,000. Okay. So, Kilewele, you are buying Kilewele, and that 3,000 is a lot of money to you. You have to calculate it. You get it? You are at a certain level. Amen. Amen. How many people will struggle to, how many would not struggle to buy that 3,000 kilowilly? Raise up your hand. Give me a wave. How many may struggle for that kilowilly? 3,000. Okay, many people. Good. Now, a time will come you will not struggle above that kilowilly 3,000. In Jesus' name. In fact, Amen. Father, thank you for releasing your anointing for well. I see anointing being distributed all over the congregation. For wealth. Amen. Take it. I saw something dropping on the congregation, so don't, don't miss out on it, please. Don't miss out. It's real, real thing. Now, a time will come where you have to buy how much is corned beef? 15,000. Corned beef. 18,000. Yeah, the different, the expensive one is how much? Which one is that? 8,000, 10,000. Okay. Exeter is how much? The big one, the normal one. 15,000. Now, is it not correct? 15,000 for corned beef. Okay. Now, how many would like to eat kenke and corned beef and shito? Raise up your hand. Very good. <laughs> Receive it now. <laughs> hmm. 
Now, let's take it that you have to buy kenke, corn beef, shito to be able to eat. Some people have, it will cost you maybe about 18,000. Is that not so? About 20,000, including the shito and everything. Now, how many would not struggle for that? Raise your hand. Be honest. How many would struggle to be able to get that 18,000 to buy? A time will come you will not struggle for that 18,000. Now, you may go to a Chinese restaurant to eat. You get it? And a Chinese restaurant, how much does it cost? Let's say you and your friend. 60, 80. 60,000. For one person. 60,000. Okay. So now 60,000. You get it. How many, would str- how many would struggle for that 60,000 just to eat? We started from 3,000 Kilewele. We have moved to Kenke and Shito. And now we are moving to Chinese. Careful now. How many would struggle to pay that? By the time will come. Mark my word. You will not struggle to eat Chinese food in your life. Amen. Amen. You see, I remember when I was in a relationship with my wife. I didn't have money for uh, Chinese. I, w- I used to buy spring rolls. You know spring rolls? Yeah. I used to take care and then we would just buy two spring rolls each. And that is what we could afford. I buy the two for her, two for me, and I eat one of hers. <laughs> <laughs> Never marry somebody who eats more than you. (laughs) Careful now. (laughs) And then, we'll just eat that. Because I I could not afford it. But I I could afford Kelewele. So, my relationship was not based on giving gifts. Any relationship which is based on, yes, uh, I bought this for you. Here's a what? Mobile phone. Mobile phone. Here's what? Telephone. telephone what? Telephone bills. Telephone bills. You are paying telephone bills. Hey, tele- <laughs> hey, people have progressed. Oh. <laughs> Based on buying things, buying clothes, buying that, buying... You see, if somebody loves you because of what you can give to her, what about when you can't give to her? What about when there is no money for that? When the realities of life, when the realities of life come, maybe you are building a house. Look, anybody who builds a house has to sacrifice almost every nice thing just to build. Seriously. Otherwise, you cannot build. So if you are married to somebody and the person wants only those things, you may not be happy. And the person will feel that the love is finished. Relationship should not be based on that. Amen. So, I'm saying that, I'm just back to the point I was talking about. I'm saying that in you, you, you graduate and you know by what you are able to spend and also by what you are able to give. More especially by what you are able to. Calculate your blessing by what you are able to. I used to say that I want to be able to give a car. 
And I've been able to give a car. And I want to give more cars. I want to give, I mean, in the next few years, I must be able to give about 10 cars. Oh, yeah. Amen. We went to the church, and the pastor said that he's going to be giving cars. Hey, these pastors that have come these days, they are. Careful. I said, my prayer is that I will be able to give more. And the more I'm able, it shows me that, because if you don't have it, you can't give it. You can't give what you don't have. Unless you are stealing to give. So you can measure. I've been able to give this. I've been able to give that. I've been able to give that. I've been able to do that. I've been able to do that. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Amen. You can give your dress. Some of you ladies, you, you should start giving dresses. I'm going to show you how the anointing for wealth works. But you must be able to give. Every lady here, next week Sunday, bring a dress in a bag. One of your nicest dresses, bring to give. God is going to use it to open a door. And I can't wear your dress, remember, I can't wear it. So I'm asking, do not, I'm not asking you to bring that dress for me to wear. I'm asking you to bring so that you will be blessed. When you give it, I will we'll find a way of giving it to people who also need. So bring one, bring your shoe, bring something. Give. I don't have, I don't have money. You have something in your hand that you can give. Stop that poverty mentality. That mentality does not take you anywhere. Amen. Amen. Careful. Okay, anointing for wealth. Deuteronomy. I'm going to show you five, six, any, any number that we can get until our time runs out. Okay, when the time runs off, then we close. So, anointing for wealth. Deuteronomy. I, listen, I am showing you now so you can, you can call this topic um, biblical reasons why we believe that there is an anointing for wealth, an anointing that makes people rich. Okay? Biblical reasons that show why there is an anointing for Wealth. Amen. Okay? Somebody said, is it biblical? Is there anointing for wealth? Or is there anointing for healing? You get it? How many agree that there's anointing for healing? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Huh? Wonderful. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Turn with me to Deuteronomy I'm giving you biblical reasons why. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we are going to read. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, 
that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Verse 4. Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt consider in thy heart as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee. Everybody say, bringeth thee. I'm in verse 7. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. Amen. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware, verse 11, that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought and where there was no water? Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end? And thou say in thine heart, my, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. My what? My what? My power and the what? The might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who giveth thee power to get wealth. Amen. Or anointing for wealth. It's right there in English. Do you see it in English? Pastor Harold, do you see it in English? It's right there in the English language. For it is the Lord God who giveth thee power to get wealth. Amen. Amen. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Amen. Now, Afi, I want you to notice something right here. You see, in the verse before, are you there? He said that don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. What is the mistake? What is the mistake he's warning you not to make? Huh? Huh? I can't hear you. Somebody give me a mic. I want to ask the people. I don't know whether they are with me or they've gone home. Careful now. Now, what is the mistake he's trying to avoid, prevent you from making? No, you have raised your hand, so I will not call you. I don't call people who raise their hands. I call people who don't raise their hand. Mr. Fakbe, what is the mistake? The mistake is that. Careful, give me some volume. The mistake of not thinking that you caught the world that you have by your own might and power. By your own might or by another kind of power, isn't it? That thy own power and the might of your hand has gotten you this well. Say, don't make that mistake. Amen. 
I want to suggest to everyone here that the wealth of Jews and of Israel today is because God has placed an anointing for wealth on his people. And no one can do anything about it. No matter what you say or do, up till today, the wealthiest people of the world are Jews in every country where you can find them. In New York, in London, in Germany, in Canada, everywhere, the Jews are the wealthiest. They own cities. They own things. And it is big. And, and, and you see, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that every time something happens, people try to point fingers or to put somebody, ascribe the blame to the person. So anytime there's, maybe we are growing lean, they will say, this is so and so chain. It's a way of ascribing the blame or the, the praises for the thing. And what God is saying is that when you see that wealth, don't make the mistake of thinking that you just got it by working hard. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you just got it by getting a good contract. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you just got it because you are doing well and that you are smart. But you shall remember that it is the Lord thy God who gives you the anointing to be wealthy. And I am preaching to you today that God is going to give you that anointing to be wealthy in Jesus' name. And in that day that he has blessed you and anointed you to be wealthy, you shall remember that it is God who gave you and not your strength. You see, as a pastor, I mean, our church is blessed. I could point and say, okay, our church is blessed because we have done this or we did this or because as pastors we don't do this or we do that or because we are wise or because we are... But it's a very dangerous thing. It's a very, very dangerous thing. Those are the kind of things that when you start to do, you start to end your life. You start to terminate your blessings. Because God does not like people boasting about things that he gave them and they have nothing to do with. He doesn't like those things at all. Go and ask Nebuchadnezzar. He will explain to you what happened to him. He said that, but you shall remember that it is the Lord that you can come down, you'll be wealthy. I said you can go up. It's supernatural. It's invisible. The anointing is invisible. I said the anointing is invisible. You can't see the anointing that is on my life. Did you know that you can't see the anointing that's on my life? That there's anointing for so many different things. One day the Lord Jesus appeared to Kenneth Hagin and was talking to him and he needed some money to do some tapes and set up some office to do with his tapes. And he told him, and he saw a big angel standing behind the Lord. He said, who is that guy? He said, that it's an angel who has been sent here to bring you money. Spiritually. You see, money is also spiritual. It can come or it can go. It can stay or it can fly. He said, I will give you the power. But when I give you the power to get well, don't make the mistake of saying or thinking that your own strength or your own hand has made you wealthy. It's God who can make. I'm not saying that everybody's wealth is from God. But your wealth will be from God. There are some people whose wealth is from stealing. 
I was watching some cases on, on courts, Ghana courts. Now they are trying people who are telling us about probity and accountability. They are trying them for stealing millions of dollars. Careful. So not every wealth is from God. Some is accursed wealth. But God is going to give you an anointing. Now, that anointing here is not, it's not your work that makes that wealth comes, come. It's not your work that will make the wealth come. It's the anointing. You see, you see like the ministry, somebody, when I was in Devon, this lady came forward testifying she was blind. She was shot in the eye and been blind since then. Everybody knew it. And everybody knew when she had been shot. She had been shot several times in the eye. She could not see. She was trembling like this. I can see. I said, why are you crying? I can see. Also, I can see. Everybody knew the pastor. Afterwards, the pastor told me that it was her husband who shot her. Careful. But everybody knew this woman. Now, you ask me, how does a person see when the person was blind? Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know, don't ask me. But it is something invisible that is there and that when applied will cause certain things to happen. And there is is the same thing upon your life. That invisible thing is there. I mean, it exists. Whether it's on your life or not, I don't know. But it is there. Some of you, a curse of poverty is on your life and you need to break it in Jesus' name. But I'm showing you right here from this scripture that there is a real anointing called the anointing for wealth. And I believe that that anointing is in this church. That is why we were able to buy a building for one point something million dollars. Man, that's a lot of money. Cash. (laughs) Think about it very well. I think that it's a blessing. And it's not something to be explained. It's difficult to understand. You can think about it. Uh, you can donate. I realize that the donation is not reaching anywhere in that amount of money. But it's the Lord's grace and blessing that makes it. That building you see over there is worth millions of dollars. The one there, the one here, and this one, and the one across there. Oh, yes. If you add up the value, you have to pray about it. careful how many want to partake of the anointing that is around you must must partake of it there there are some things I could tell you but for security reasons I won't tell you but I wish I could tell you I'll tell you in chambers but there is an anointing for wealth it's a real why is it in the Bible it is the Lord that giveth thee Power. Power. Read it. Power. To get wealth. I mean, I didn't create the words. The words are there. It's written wealth. Is it wealth in your Bible? Wealth. And is it power? Power and wealth. It's there. Anointing. Power is the same thing as an anointing. Amen. So that's the first biblical basis for this theory or proposition that there is an anointing for wealth. Number two. Number two. 
Are you ready? We call, so the first one is the power to get wealth. I'm talking about anointing for wealth. The power to get wealth in Deuteronomy 8.16. Number two, the grace for sufficiency. The grace for sufficiency is another way of describing the anointing for wealth. The grace for sufficiency. The grace for sufficiency. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Let's read it. And I'm going to read for, from verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, verse 8. Are you there? Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Verse 8. Now, God is able to make all what? All what? Grace abound toward you. That you, so that's what will happen. Ha- always having all sufficiency in all things may abound towards every good work. Amen. Amen. I love this scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures that I have always memorized. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. What is grace? Grace is undeserved help and favor from God. If you check from the Amplified Bible, you will find these definitions there. Grace is God's help. By, that's why we say, by the grace of God. Have you heard that expression before? By the grace of God. When you say, I will, I will beat you with my strength. And they will say, don't say that. Say, I'll beat you by the grace of God. Is that not so? He said, I will come there tomorrow and I will deal with you. You should say, don't say, I will come. They say, by the grace of God, I will come. And look, you are asking God's, you are involving God's supernatural. Oh, he said, on my 50th birthday, I will do this. No, no, no. By the grace of God, when I am 50, I will. Because it is the grace of God that will allow you to see 50 years of your life. If you don't know, I'm explaining to you right now. So when they say, God is able to make grace. That's talking about something invisible that will come towards you. And when that thing comes, you will have sufficiency. Sufficiency. Sufficiency in all things. When it comes to transport, sufficient. When it comes to food, sufficient. When it comes to money, see this sufficient. When it comes to dollars, sufficient. When it comes to accommodation, sufficient. When it comes to atale, sufficient. Ezeban, sufficient. All sufficiency in all things. When it comes to work, just work to do. You see, Ghana, 
I'm going to show you something. One of the things, how the anointing works. When, it, when we come to that part, one of the ways the anointing works is that it makes a job for you. Because there are many people who want to work but don't have any work to do. That's why they are traveling outside Ghana. People are not traveling outside Ghana because whatever. They are traveling outside Ghana to find work under the white man's leadership. They're not traveling because they don't like Ghana. When you go to South Africa, they'll give you a certain food called pap. Pap. It's called bohebeli nama. You will not be happy about it. You have to pray about it. Bohebeli nama. You will, you will pray for Banku. You will pray for Keke. You will pray for Ampesi. Bohebeli nama. Careful now. Amen. So people are not going because they don't like Ghana. What, what do you do? Sometimes you are in the country. What, what, do I, what should I do to survive? What can I do? There's nothing to do for many people. I sell a, I, last time I saw a car full of water. Do you know there were this water in the paper? Yeah? Full. And the car was just somebody's business. If this one falls down now, the person, the person will die in his house when they tell him that the water has fallen down. Because water is very heavy. The packets were lying on the table. It was going. Hey. Ghana. Ghana. <laughs> Independent Ghana. <laughs> Careful. So, but the anointing makes you have a job. How many want to have just even work to do? Work. When you calculate your transport to work and then your lunch and then back transport, how much is it? And then your salary and then you subtract. Is it equal to what? Is it equal to negative? Negative. Negative. And you see, in Ghana, what, 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 one, one, one church member came to see his pastor and told him that, he said, Pastor, when I look at you, I think he works at customs or somewhere. He was talking to his pastor. I said, Pastor, it is through the small, small bribes that we collect that I'm telling you so that God will forgive me. <laughs> but I have to do it because I can't survive. He was telling this pastor, he said that even to come to church, it's a problem. But you see, in Ghana, we are hypocritical. We don't want the real thing. So we are telling, we are converting our citizens into petty thieves. Petty thieves. I was looking at some of these MPP uh, people who are in power. Some of them had very, very big businesses. You get it? Now, some of them have to resign from their business to be ministers of state. So now, under their big, big businesses, some of their advertising companies and so many things, now they have to leave it and now be a minister of state and you are earning 900,000 a month. Is it not a recipe for corruption? I mean, let us be honest. Let us be honest. Where would they get money from? 900,000 for a big man. Nowadays, when they are filling the petrol tank, the, the petrol attendant will say, Sir, please come down and see carefully for yourself. 
When you reach 100,000, you say that the machine cannot interpret beyond 100,000. So you come down, then they will change it back. 150,000, 200,000 can fill your tank. Tank. Yeah. And you have the big man who was earning whatever from his business. You are saying now he's minister. Minister. So he should now. So you are, that is why many of them are thieves. Because they are forced to steal. Careful. Amen. But that anointing that is coming upon you will make you have a job, my brother. And when God gives you a job, don't run away from it. Because you see, God is going to give you opportunities. I pray that God will give you that anointing. And when he gives you that anointing, he gives you opportunity. See, because sometimes the door to the inside, the door doesn't look nice, but inside is nice. Many people can't see the doors when they come. I see God giving you grace. I said grace for sufficiency. I said grace for sufficiency. Shoes, baby. Trousers, baby. Dresses, baby. Eh, 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 eh. What do you like to eat in Nigeria? Amala, baby. Do they sell Amala in Ghana? Where do they sell Amala? Accra Post Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amala It's great Everybody likes his food Everybody likes his food What you were born with Grace I say grace How many want the grace Oh Lord give us your grace so that we will have enough. Enough. I said enough. Huh? Transport. Buses, they'll be sick. Push. Push. Achaya. Mayish. Mayish. Mayishi. Somebody came from London and couldn't say Mayishi. Mayish. A.M. 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 Hallelujah. Lift your hand and thank God for the grace. The grace. How many, want, how many know that the grace is not something that's sold at mobile station? It is from above. It's from heaven. Lift your hand and thank God for his grace. The grace for sufficiency. Grace of God. The grace of God for sufficiency. 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 Stand to your feet, please. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. We lift our voices. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. As our voices sing, you are worthy, Lord, you Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Come on, sing it again. Jesus, we worship and we praise. Jesus, we worship 
for the grace, for the anointing, the power to get well. Ask him right now. Bible says that if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. Ask right now. I say, Lord, I stretch out my hand for me and for my children. Give us the power to get well. The anointing, the grace for sufficiency. Enough. Enough. More than you can carry. I shall not want shall be the statement that will come out of your lips. I shall not want. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We praise your name. We praise your name. Too high. Thank you, Father. Father, I receive, Lord, the grace for sufficiency. I receive it, Lord. And I thank you that every hand that is lifted up today receives the grace, the unmerited help and favor of God for sufficient. Sufficient, O Lord, of of all things. Thank you for sufficiency. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, raise up your right hand. Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I don't know if I die today or tomorrow, whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Please pray with me. Pray for me. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand, and I'm going to say a special prayer with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, please come to me in the front here. Come right where I'm standing and I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come, 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 come from wherever you are standing. I want to give my life to God. Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Now say this prayer if you're in front here. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I realize that I am a sinner. I realize that I don't know you. Please come into my heart. From this moment, I receive you as my savior, as my master, as my king. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind.